What's up, human? Welcome to the Revenue Real Hotline. I'm Amy Rehovchek. More importantly, I'm excited you decided to join us today. I know you've got a ton of options and I appreciate you. This is a show about all the hard and uncomfortable conversations that arise while generating revenue and how to think or rethink what you're doing, why you're doing it, and then of course, how to execute differently. And like I said, I'm happy you decided to come along for the ride. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you can be notified each time a new episode drops. And do me a favor, friend, don't tell anybody about the show. Let's keep it our little secret. I'm Amy Rahovchek. This is the Revenue Real Hotline. Enjoy. I think this is where, you know, for me, this feels semi-relevant, but I love the Viktor Frankl quote. It's like between stimulus and response, there's a choice. And that choice is what gives us our power. And it's nobody else's job to keep us entertained, to keep us developing, to keep us learning and growing. I do think companies are starting to realize that if they support the whole human more than just the individual seller, they're going to retain employees longer. They're going to see people level up, but it's not the company's responsibility. It's up to you. And if you're in this job and you're bored and you're over it and you've done it for so long, go look for something else. You may not take that job, but that may start helping you really understand and reflect on personally. What are the values that matter to mm -hmm. you that you really love about what you do today? Because mm -hmm. as you start exploring those different options, opposed to saying, well, this is the only path that I have, and I'm either continuing to move up into the right or I'm flatlining and I'm staying, mm -hmm. now we have the opportunity. I'm going to use one quick example on this. I, I have a friend that um, just switched companies really recently, had been working on a side project for probably about a year and a half, two years, and got a text message from him last night. He was like, I cannot believe I didn't make this move two years ago. I am so fired up. Like I've been coasting because I had good money, I was comfortable, it was easy. Mm -hmm. And literally, if I look at this text message right now from him, he said something along the lines of, I couldn't imagine being in a better place. Uh, I have been happy in years, it's been a slog for me for a couple of years. We're working on some really big opportunities. I'll be able to build a team, get paid more. And I think so many of us get trapped, and I've done this many, many times in my career, in this comfort zone. And mm. I, the quote that I use to remind myself on this one is um, comfortable is the cousin of complacent. Mm. And again, it comes back to it's on me to decide, like, do I stay there, stay comfortable, stay complacent? Or do I challenge myself, get uncomfortable, whether that's listen more on the conversation or that's take on new responsibility or just go out on my own, all these other opportunities that open up to us, but nobody else is going to do it for you, but you. Okay, so many things there. I just want to pull out the wisdom that I heard there on like what to do in the face of boredom. I think when you said to focus on, you know, empowering your peers or teaching those around you to do what you've done, I think that is a fantastic option and something to consider. It's frankly, <laughs> how I was able to find my my passion for sales enablement I was was looking back and realizing that that's where a lot of my joy came from, right? In those moments. It's also one of the places where sellers learn best, right? Not from the formal sales trainings, not from the sales bosses, right? It's from your peers in many ways and in many instances. So be that blessing for for someone coming up behind you. Okay. My dad, so I was raised by a sales leader. 
And we were asked at my sisters and I, right? So we're all 18 months apart, right? Like some crackheads. I don't know what they were thinking in that regard, but you know, well, that's a different conversation for a different day. (laughs) But my dad asked us all at dinner every night, when did you feel butterflies in your stomach today? Mm. And so the moral of the story was, If we didn't have anything to report at dinner that night, then it was we were it was not so subtle an association to the fact that we had not grown that day. Hmm. And so I learned from a very young age not just how to interpret that discomfort differently. And then eventually, right, how to seek it out with the knowledge. And I still think about how that just altered the trajectory of my mind, body, soul, and all, all the above. So anybody that's got kids, I would encourage, I would encourage that question. All right, Jordan, we're going to come back to your one piece of advice, which was taking extreme ownership, but I want to talk about your most uncomfortable conversation first. And so like, tell us a quick story. And with the knowledge, friend, that this is what episode 40 something, no one has shared this particular uncomfortable conversation yet up until this moment. So you're the first, which is just, that's pretty interesting to me in and of itself. But what was the most uncomfortable revenue conversation you've ever had, sir? Oh, um, so weaknesses, not every month is always going to be over 150%. And (laughs) for me, uh, I, I put up a nice, I didn't put up a, you know, a zero burger because I've heard it referred to in past, but I put up about 18% uh, in a given month. Mm -hmm. And that's after, you know, years performance and, and like coaching and talking to other people, shit, what, what happened here? Mm -hmm. And so I had a, had to sit down with my manager and even looped in my director after we kind of said like, Hey, well, what went on with this 18% month? And, oh, that conversation sucked. I hate even talking about it. But for me, I went and started writing and said, you know, well, what are the things that went wrong here? What is in my control? And I noticed I was pointing the finger at a lot of things that were outside of my control. Surprise. Mm -hmm. The easy thing to do in sales. Well, my lead sucked. You know, the partners that I was working with, you know, weren't really motivated. Like, yeah, it's all these pieces that came up. And so for me, this conversation was one that got me, it really kind of rocked me because one, it's so easy in sales when you're performing to not have any questions asked of you, to not go that right. second layer, to not dig into like, right. that sounds like you're making up a bullshit excuse right here. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's a cop out. Yeah. And so for me, when I, when I hit 18% and had to sit down and like really realize that, yeah, there are a bunch of people that I can point the finger at. But it's up to me to decide what actions I'm going to take, how I'm going to leverage this story. So I went in, I think I wrote like a email or a post on LinkedIn, even about here's what I do when my months suck. Because at the end of the day, we can go back to what are the things that I control? What can I focus on? And I can either sit there and wallow in my sorrow and sadness, which sure, that's fine to do for a handful of minutes. But I kind of set a timer for myself to say, all right, great. Like, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel sad, mad, angry, whatever. A day, 15 minutes, whatever it is. Cool. Now that's gone. Now it's time to find the solution. And that's what really helped me think about, you know, how do I pick myself back up to move forward versus being embarrassed and angry and sad and all Mm -hmm. the other emotions that came up 
that mm -hmm. aren't the ones that give me butterflies. It's interesting to me that it didn't occur to me that this was the first time that this particular conversation was mentioned because I mean, hell, it's such a big one. It's such a big one, but wow. Okay. So how long did you lick your wounds? Like how many days after you had the conversation before you threw that post up on LinkedIn that you referenced? For me, it was like two or three days probably of like, all right, yeah. sitting there. And I, I think it, we'd like them. I think it was on a monthly quota. And so the month ended on a Friday. And so luckily I had the weekend. You had the weekend. And it was okay, like, so oh my gosh. I my... should have asked how many business days. <laughs> yeah. It was about a full business day, but then it was like, yeah. I, I, and I'm a huge fan um, of a lot of these concepts around ownership and accountability. And so for me, it was like, right. so my dad used to run meetings uh, with a nonprofit he was a part of, and he'd set up a BMC timer. He'd bitch moan okay. and complain time. I love it. And, and it's like, cool, it. we're going to start the meeting. And like, I understand there's issues, there's challenges, five minutes, 10 mm -hmm. minutes. And so for me, that's kind of been a, a helpful insight to think about like, all right, I, I understand sadness. All these things are going to be part of a life, of a career, of, you know, right. being a human. But the more time that I spend in those, the less time I am moving to the things that I really love that do fill me up, that give me the insight and the passion. And so I try to put some form of a box on how long I'm going to feel that. Otherwise, maybe it's a conversation with my therapist or coach or something else that, that can also help guide me through that when I may not be the only one that can take it all on. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. And that's exactly where I was going with it. Where, why doesn't it surprise me that your dad has a timer? Um, this is a skill too, friends, right? Learning how to bounce back quicker. And it it takes some practice. Now, I do want to just toss out there that there's a difference between feeling the feels and then bouncing back for aspiring to not feel them at all, which is if you're a listener of the show, you know, that was one of the massive mistakes that I made during my, my time as a seller, early seller, right? And where I just, I aspired to not feel anything bad. But the reality of the situation is there is no such thing as just icing out your negative feelings. If you are seeking to ice them out, and like Jordan, I too was a science of or a student of neuroscience and had read everything that I could about behavior change and habit forming and like whatever, all in the context of sales. So I was very good at executing a mental plan on myself, right? And so I went a decade until my feelings absolutely revolted and needed to seek out some professional help to get myself back on track, right? Literally develop the tools and the systems to be able to experience those feelings. That said, once you are experiencing the feels, work on bouncing back quicker, right? Give yourself that time and that space, wherever it is, wherever you are on that journey to feel them, take ownership of the situation, right? And pick your ass back up and do it again tomorrow. Okay, Jordan. So I love this. I don't, I'm sad to pivot away from this placing blame, right? Taking ownership. But I, I, I do want to ask, what are you working on right now? Like what's coming up for you too? Oh, delightful. Uh, I love this. So uh, at my core OS, we work with teams and top sellers uh, on building their own personal operating system uh, on really, you know, as we talk about ownership and self-awareness, I think is the key for almost all of this. And so we work with folks to really understand like, what are those things that fill you up, that take you down, that drain you? 
And how do we look at your entire life to understand that? And then how do we start creating our systems and habits and routines that help move us to the outcomes that, that we want? And so I've been doing some different workshops uh, with teams around how do we support mental health? How do we manage burnout and stress? Because I've gotten told and had this feedback in the past that I look at stress as something that is only a bad thing. And to your point of like, feel the feelings, like stress can be an amazing thing to help push us and do a lot of incredible things. But how do we actually manage that? How do we build resilience? And so I've been running a lot of different workshops with teams on, on all those different areas, uh, especially as we get to the new year, thinking about, okay, how do we set goals that are actually meaningful to us beyond just what the company quota is and beyond maybe the dollars I want to make and understand like, what is it for and how do we go beyond that? So that's where I've been doing a lot of work with different folks and, and teams. I've worked with top sellers in the last year that have had their best years ever, but start, are struggling and burnt out and didn't know what to do, how to support themselves. Why were they burnt out? And so been doing a lot of different work uh, with my core on folks uh, in a bunch of those different areas. We're going to talk more about this offline. So um, just from a professional standpoint, I like, I would love to compare notes on this one. So the public thank you. So I added a, for the Salescast community, I added a question on top of like, who referred you and your friend, Nick. And it was like, would you mind elaborating on whatever? And so Nick did a little thing about all the things that you had shared about what we were doing. And I read that. And I mean, we were already booked at that moment, but I just, from my heart to yours on this one too, thank you for talking about the space that we're creating there and the connections and the skill development all on, you know, how to share your story. Like it just, it means the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I love it. I, I think there's a massive opportunity for folks at sales, for professionals anywhere uh, to really start refining who they are, what they believe. And how to tell their stories. <laughs> it's it's a powerful thing. And I think we'll be more and more powerful in the years to come. Amazing. Amazing. All right, Jordan, how can people find you? Uh, find me LinkedIn, Jordan Benjamin. Yes, it's Jordan first name, Benjamin last name. It confuses a lot of people. Peak Performance Selling. Um, that, that's my podcast where I'm interviewing different folks on the mindset. How does that work uh, beyond the cold caller social outreach tactic? Uh, and then mycoros.com. Hit me up there if you want to. Amazing. 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 All right, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making time for us today. This has been a blast. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And listener friends, thank you for hanging around for the remainder of the conversation. Truth, love, and joy, and happy selling. All right, Jordan. See you later. See ya. Thank you. That wraps another installment of the Revenue Real Hotline. I'd like to thank my guest, for being so damn real and for sharing their insights and for, of course, being so much fun. And I'd like to thank you too, listeners. It means the world and I appreciate you. If you have any thoughts or comments or experiences you feel inclined to share, head straight over to revenuereal.com. There's a new join the conversation feature on the right side of the page. I am all damn ears. Final thought, we are introducing a coaching aspect to the show. So anyone who's brave enough to dig into an account strategy or outbound strategy sesh, that's where we kick things off. Please do follow the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you'll always have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to contact me, I'm at amy at revenuereal.com. If you want to follow me on social, Twitter is amy underscore Rahovchek and LinkedIn is linkedin.com backslash amy Rahovchek. 
This episode was produced by the fabulous Nian Fiedler. You rock, man, and I appreciate you too, friend. And of course, whatever you do, don't tell anybody about the show. Let's keep it our little secret. Until next time, all, I'm Amy Rahovchek. This is the Revenue Real Hotline. Happy selling. Happy selling.